Hey everybody, it's Corey Mosley and this is the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast, strategy, testimony, and real talk for all things entrepreneurship. And it starts right now. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, we are back for another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Mosley. As you know, every week we are talking to entrepreneurs, small business owners. We're talking tips, tactics, strategies, life lessons to help you whether start your business, grow your business, make that next evolution. I don't care if you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, you've got a small team, or you're running an office of 50 people. There's definitely something to learn here. And today I wanted to take the opportunity in this episode as you know, I, I, I try to have a blend. I, I try to have a blend of, of entrepreneurs and, and business owners that um, I know that I have history with, whether I've seen them evolve in their business. And then I have people that are new to me for the first time that I think are doing some cool things in the market. Today, I want to have a, a unique blend in that it's not only somebody I know, but it's somebody, for those of you that don't know, um, I run a coaching program, my Inner Circle Coaching Program, and then uh, Fearless Entrepreneurship Society. So I want to actually bring a client on, someone that I've been working with uh, for some time that has really had an evolution in their business and has lived over the last 18 to 24 months is really living the entrepreneurship life uh, going from, you know, the zero revenue to building a six figure business and, and really looking towards the next horizon from that and doing it really in a solopreneur environment. So I thought it was cool. So I'm giving you the full disclosure, the things that we're talking about and some of the success stories and some of the things we're going we're gonna to challenge is as a result of my relationship. And of course, you know, he's doing all the work, but I want to have that full disclosure. So I want to have on uh, Duran Cage. Now, Duran uh, has more than 15 years in the automotive industry in particular, and that that time frame spans over a lot of scenarios, both in retail, but also working for global manufacturers like Chrysler and global companies like Cox Communications as part of their automotive digital retail division. But as I mentioned almost two years ago, uh, Duran took the opportunity and took the leap of faith that we talk about, jumped off the cliff, you know, as they say, leap and then, you know, see what happens. Hope you get hopefully you get your wings. <laughs> he he decided to do that uh, going on almost two years now. And I would say that he was out there for a while, kind of really doing it all by himself. And for any of you guys who have you know listened to me in the past or consume my content, you know, my belief system, professionals hire other professionals. You know, one of the most impactful things that you've heard other guests talked about this is the benefits of coaching. Some people have a, a different eyeball that they put to the idea of coaching and things of that nature. But even top executives, I mean, they asked Eric Schmidt, who was the former chair, chairman of a company you might know called Google, what was the most impactful information that he ever received or advice he ever received. And his answer was to get a coach. Now, there's the chairman of a multi-billion dollar, one of the most admired corporations at the time, who who chooses to bring in a coach to help him go to the next level. So Duran happened to understand that idea and started to learn a lot of stuff in between <laughs> the do-it-yourself role and you know bringing in some support and bringing in a support system through our program. So I wanted to have him on to talk about that so you can get that reality of 
really what's going on in today's market, you know, 18 months, 24 months, that's not too long ago. So for those of you that are, are taking those steps now in your business, I think this is going to be a good episode for you because you're going to get the real deal, not the stuff that's in the ad where the guy's in Bali and he's got his laptop and he's kicking his feet up and, you know, talking about how easy it is to make a million dollars in your business. So I think I've said enough. Duran, are you there? I want to bring you in now. <laughs> Hi, I'm sitting here cheesing, and uh, forgive me if I laugh too much in this podcast. I told Corey earlier, I'm a laugher. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he took some notes. He he's gone back. He's he's listened to every podcast. He's gonna make sure he gets all the trivia right. He's gonna make sure I don't trip him up on anything. But I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do my best because I know all his business. So <laughs> so listen, I, I want you to let's just set the table really quick. As far as making that decision, you know, here you are, you've been in a particular industry for a number of years in a couple different roles. Mm-hmm. You've clearly, you know, when you think about an organization like a Chrysler, you know, it doesn't get more um, big brother, right, than that mm-hmm. in terms of management structures. And so you've been in this kind of suit and tie corporate world. You go work for another big corporation like Cox. I mean, probably somebody listening to this right now is their internet is Cox, their, their cable TV, you know, <laughs> right. where they live is, is Cox. They might be, they're streaming this through, through their Cox yeah. internet service. So you're working for these big corporations and what creates this evolution of, you know, I should be working for myself. Now, let me also point out um, a lot of kids running around there, big family, right? <laughs> so so yeah. kind of give us some context before we get into some of the battle stories. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, I, I feel like a lot of us have a lot of entrepreneur in us, right? It's just a lot of us don't take the leap, as you as you mentioned. And so with my previous employer, uh, and even back to the retail days, as a lot of times as we see problems, we see problems, and we know the solution to them within that company. Well, with my previous employer, I kept seeing problems upon problems upon problems. And, uh, and what I started doing is I noticed when I was working with them, is I stopped focusing on the company that I worked on, worked with, and I started focusing on their clients, you know, really trying to help them solve those problems. And then that's where it really just kind of elevated into this, like this cage automotive thing kind of was already built beforehand, you know, cause I was, I was mm. so interested into the clients that really, I wasn't really working for the company that I worked for. I was really just working with that client to help them succeed. And so then that's what kind of elevated to where the opportunity kind of opened itself, you know, life happens. And so it's there. So I was like, you know what, let's take that leap and let's just go ahead and make this thing happen. And, uh, and it just so happened. I'm in the same region that I worked for the previous employer with, and I had some great relationships. So that was huge. And, uh, and I just kind of just took that, took that leap of faith, as you said. So let's talk about that for a second. So now, so let's get your, let's get your, let's explain your business model, right? So you're, you're, you primarily are providing consulting and training services, right? In this particular case, your clients are typically auto dealers. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, okay, so sales, marketing, digital, that's kind of your background. So that's, so I wanted to set the table for that. So, so what's interesting here, one of the things I want to talk about is, a lot of times business owners, when, they, when they're starting their business, especially if their business is not brick and mortar, meaning you didn't, you're not scouting a location to set up shop and, and dealing with you know, foot traffic and, and looking at the, that kind of data, a lot of people try to take on the whole world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, social media, 
you know, leads us to want to take on the whole world and say, because, you know, we, you could do business anywhere. You know, I had a guy on, um, 16-year-old millionaire, by the way, uh, um, who we did an episode with, and, and one of his things in his TED Talk, TED Talk at 16, by the way, uh, first one was at 14. He's had three TED Talks. I said, wow, there's a lot of people just trying to get a ticket to a TED Talk, let alone get three of them. But one of his quotes that I remember stuck in my head was, you know, you don't need to open a factory. You need to open a laptop. And so we, we have this environment, right, where we encourage this idea of global business or at least national business, you know, if you're in the States, that it just takes that. And a lot of people spread themselves too thin, I believe. So what I'm interested in is what was driving your philosophy, because something I do recommend to people a lot of times, especially on the consultancy side, is what's in your sphere already? Why not just go out and try to market yourself everywhere and try to and try to sign deal? I mean, there's there's automotive dealerships right across the whole country. So what makes you say, which which I thought was a, a good strategy and um, that did not come from me, was what was the driving force behind looking at my local market and working mm-hmm. to become well-known in that area instead of just trying to be everywhere to everybody? Yeah, well, I mean, I think just sales in general, right? Like if in sales, they always tell you to start with with your your family and friends, right? And so right. what I did with my business, At least Amway, they tell my you referrals, <laughs> right? You know, start with people. <laughs> do you want to be people. financially free? You got to come to a meeting, and then <laughs> let me draw some circles on the board. Shout shout out to all my direct marketers out there. I just <laughs> anytime anybody asks me, uh, you know, I had a guy one time ask me what a good orange juice was in the in the in the grocery store. I knew he was going to invite me to a meeting. So I knew I, yeah. I, I, you know how you know the pitch is coming. I knew he was getting ready to, you know. Oh, well, what do you, what do you do? Uh, did you know job is just over broke? <laughs> like I knew, I knew that was coming. Like I, <laughs> right. I mean, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. You knew it was coming, right? Uh-huh. So, 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 so go, go ahead, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. So Tom, I just started with uh, with people that I knew, and I mean, I mean, my first client actually reached out to me. And it's just like, hey, what's going on? Are you doing? Are you doing this? Are you getting into consulting and stuff like that? And I said, well, yeah. And so it just kind of built from there, just from the the previous relationships uh, that I had out there in the field. And it just, it, it's kind of like a, it got paid back in full because the dealers, the people that I was working with, the clients knew that I had their best interest at heart. Mm, and so it became easy already. to go. Yeah. So, so yeah. it became really easy to reach back out and say, hey, you know, I'm doing my own thing now and I want to focus on really just focusing in on your business and helping you grow rather than trying to represent, you know, another company or third party, whatever it is. It's like I, my right. only interest is helping, uh, helping their business grow. And so it became really easy to make that phone call uh, and to call on local dealers. I mean, there's still people that I know now, as you know, <laughs> that, that, that I still need to be reached out to, to connect with and to work with. And it's just been, um, it's just been trying to just grow at the right pace and, and making sure that the business model fits. So, so you have something that a lot of people love, and I say jealousy in a good way, but a lot of people are jealous of this idea, right? That here you are, right, out of the big corporate job, trying to set up your own shingle, and boom, you know, there's people out there right now going, going, I really want to do this, but I have no idea I'm going to get clients. So here come, here, here you come. Oh, people are calling me already. You know, I've, I've, I've got this pipeline in this area from leveraging my track record. 
um, which is obviously a good thing to do. I mean, my first deals, you know, when I started in consulting came from referrals, came from other people who who knew me already. So you're working this angle. OK, great. Here's this guy. He started. He's got clients already now. But you you admittedly know nothing about business at this point. Right. Right. I mean, is that safe? I mean, I don't I'm just being like, let's be honest right on here. So, you know, I always say, you know, people aren't born fearless. They have to become fearless. And people get the wrong idea when I use the term fearless. They think, you know, oh, no one's really fearless, you know, but it's once your framework is tight and Mm -hmm. and. You're, you know, you've tightened, you know, we are five distinct areas of the fearless framework. Once those areas are tight, that's what creates a fearlessness about you. But now you're going out, you've got business coming in, but you really don't know much about running your business. Is that fair? Correct. Yes, so you have fair. an expert, you have an expertise, you have a skill, Correct. you can go in and help your client. But now you're no longer just responsible for that because the direct deposit is not coming on the 15th and the 30th anymore where you <laughs> right where you can help okay. uh you know you can help these people but know that check is still going to be there now you have mm-hmm. to be responsible for all those things now one of the conversations i had with you if you'll remember was i said to you when you said you and you know you enjoy coaching, you enjoy training, you enjoy consulting, because I know we have listeners in that space or want to get in that space. One of the things I said to you is the decision you need to make is do you and see if you remember this, do you just enjoy training, consulting, and coaching, or do you actually want to be an entrepreneur and business owner? Because those are different things. If you just love coaching, consulting, and training, go get hired as a coach or trainer mm-hmm. for a company. You remember that conversation? Yeah. Oh, I remember it clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then you chose obviously to to move <laughs> forward. <laughs> so, I want to just hear you share because I know the story and I don't want to lead it too much. Just talk about some of the what was your first 90 to 120 days like just from the business. I really want people to get a sense of, you know, the the true idea of what of kind of what you know what especially professional services not your ebay store not all this stuff but professional services where you're working with clients and you know you you're doing done for you work or done with you work really give people a sense what's that first what was that 90 to 120 days really like so we're gonna rob from your question that's gonna come up in the future about what was your crazy entrepreneurial uh, uh moment and we're going to pull it forward because the, the first uh, partner that I worked with, they said, uh, all right, so in order to get you a check, we need to go ahead and get your uh, W-9. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, a W who? I remember this. <laughs> said, yeah. They're like, in order to get you paid, you actually have to have documentation. I said, walk me through this. Come on, let's sit down. I had to sit down with their their comptroller of the dealership. I was working with super embarrassing, but that, that gives you just a, a small scope. If it was like every single month, I just kept learning and learning of different things that I had no idea of. You know, right. only thing I knew of was to get a tax ID for the business and get that thing taken care of. But there's so much more uh, that you have to pay attention to. I mean, you're talking about accounts payable, accounts receivable. There's so much that goes into it. And if you, if you don't slow down and think about those things before you start your business, you'll have moments like I just described where you look like a complete fool, you know, sitting there and they're like, what is this guy doing? 
And so right. if, if you don't stop and just, you know, and really do your research or reach out to a coach or a mentor or somebody like yourself, you end up learning from mistakes, which that's what happened the first, I would say the first six or seven months, there's just tons of mistakes and failures that I kept making until I got with the, you know, with the right person. And then finally those mistakes started to lessen a lot more. So that's what it's like. If you just dive into it and you don't do your research, you're going to run into some, some, some situations where you're like scratching your head and people are going to be looking at you like a clown. <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, I think back to some of our very, very early conversations, right. Where you were really <laughs> describing, uh, because, you know, a lot of people think, a lot of people, I think a misconception is when do you, when do you work with somebody, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people think, you know, it's too early. You know, there's two schools of thought, right? Well, you know, I deal with a lot of people who are just starting up and, you know, they're undercapitalized. So they can't, they're, they're not even in an investment decision, which of course is another conversation, right? If you're undercapitalized, you probably need to work on fixing that issue first so you can go out and get the resources. So many people are caught in a bootstrapping mentality because they really Mm -hmm. aren't capital. I mean, they're just not, they were not even prepared to really start the business. So it doesn't have to be a thing where there is no such thing as too early, right? You can, certainly there were things that you could have done differently if, if we were engaged, you know, six months prior, maybe to when we were, let's just say, um, but you're, you're in business now, you've got some revenue coming in. It's not, it's not the same way you want. And I'm going back 18 months or two years. It's not doing the right, you know, it's not going exactly how you want. It. And I remember some of our early conversations because the other idea is, is that, you can be busy, and you know the phrase. You know where I'm going with this phrase. Uh, the the phrase I coined, you know, when when in our particular situation, is there are entrepreneurs out there that can go out get work really quickly, and mm-hmm. we all do the same thing. I want to be very clear. I'm, this is not a judgment statement because I did the exact same thing. You know, 15 years ago or 20 years, 15 almost 20 years ago, we we go out and we just take any business that we can. So the problem with that, when you're in a time for money exchange, as many consultants and coaches um, and trainers are in that time for money exchange, is, of course, you can end up busy. And, and you were. When I talked to you, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm booked 12 days, 15 days. I'm, I'm in this client. I'm in that client. And then you and I got a conversation. You know, obviously, I'm not going to get anybody any hard numbers, but you and I got in a conversation about revenue. You're, you're laughing already because you know. And you and I, you would tell me how busy you were. And then we got in a conversation about revenue. And I'm like, well, dude, you're busy, booked in, broke, <laughs> broke. Like everybody's hiring you, you're making people all this money. Uh, I mean, you're going in, you're delivering results. So, you know, it's not like, you know, you're hustling anybody. People are going, people's sales are going up. I don't care what industry you're in if you're listening to this, right? Uh, sales is the driver. So if you're if you're a consultant for dentist office or you're a consultant for bakeries or whatever you may do if you're in that space, right? Sales drives mm-hmm. everything. So you're going in with the system, you know what you're talking about, you've got big wins, people in your case, dealers are selling more cars, they're increasing profit and you're starving. Yep. And yeah, and it goes back to what you said though, and I, and I left this out of that question that you asked. You said at the beginning, I was just so focused on serving, you know, and just so focused on what I was good at, and not on the business. And it goes back to I think that conversation we've had a lot. 
I was working so much in my business. I was not working on my business. So I had no, right. I had no idea of the calculations of when you run me through those exercises of, <laughs> you know, well, how much money is it really costing you? Like, did you look at your travel? Did you look at your gas? Did you look at the, you know, the prep time? And did you look at that? And when you look at all that time, then you start realizing you actually are 10 to $15 an hour employee. And uh, right. it, it almost brought tears to my eyes when we had that conversation. I'm glad I wasn't on video because I was sitting there like, oh my gosh. Like I, I had no idea. Right, I, I'm not known for the soft touch. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> you, you break it hurt. <laughs> but in a way that you get it, right? It's not in, 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 in yeah. a way that you get it. So you start to have this realization, right? So because again, it's that equa- people have to have perspective on that real equation because you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. I'm busy. I'm all over the place. Now, of course, when you're in a solo environment, being busy and all over the place means serving your client, having the prospect, and then being responsible for the whole back end of your business, which now we start talking about accounting. We start talking about mm-hmm. all of that kinds of stuff. Now you're trying to be your own. And again, I remember, right? And you, oh man, I'm up at three in the morning doing this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I'm running my bit, you know, and people could call that hustle and then call it grind and call it or whatever, uh, or whatever they want. But that's not the intent of of building uh, of building that business out. That that's not the intent of creating an entrepreneur entrepreneurship environment in terms of, of building your business. Now, maybe short term, but part of I think you'd agree of what was driving your time management was also a lack of structure and efficiency. Is that fair? Correct. No, that's yeah. very fair. There was there was really no plan to it. It was just like boom. This is what I was doing, working it mainly just by days and, and not looking at the whole scope of how to really service the client. So, no, there really wasn't much that went into it in terms of I was looking really more short term than I was looking at long term what's best for both right. the client and myself. What, what do you think have been some of the biggest lessons that that you've you've learned? What, what are some of the, the, the pain points that pop into your head? I mean, and this is going to sound super basic, but I believe also that there's brilliance in the basics. And one is just, you've got to have a written plan. You know, like I really didn't really get thorough with that plan until like my second year, you know, in terms of Mm -hmm. right now, what is it exactly? And, you know, we talked about this, like, what is it exactly that you do? Like, can you explain it? And I know there's that book, the, the three men or whatever, but can you explain what you do within a minute or two? And if you can't, then you need to go back to the drawing board. So it's right. really like if, if I went back to the beginning, those are some of the pain points because at the beginning, I was this, and you're going to love this, I was that one-size-fits-all kind of guy. Like, so right. if a dealer called me, and but he needed or she needed didn't exactly right. fit I remember. what exactly I do. <laughs> what do you need? It, it, was, it was, what do you do? And your answer was, <laughs> what do you need? Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so now, like, I'm in this position where I've all been there. If, if a client does not fit, you know, I remember having a conversation with a guy in Florida here recently. I share that with you. Yep. What he was initially seeking is not actually what it is that I do. And I was like, well, hey, I can refer you or, you know, actually part of my business tackles this. But before I'd have been like, hey, man, I'm flying. I'll come right. train your team right now. Right, and right, so right. You have to have your with that, that pain that I had was like at the beginning, really not sitting down and saying, what is it that I'm super going to focus on? And then other things would be, you know, pain points of not having a CRM, uh, not having an easy 
uh, to use communication platform like Slack that you've introduced me to, not having a business coach or a mentor, because I don't care who you are, and it's not just a plug, but if you're thinking about doing something, I would strongly encourage anybody if they're about to take that leap to talk to somebody that's done it in their field or that's mm. been a successful business person or entrepreneur, because it would have relieved so much stress. Like had I known what I known the, the, the first three months, I mean, there's no telling where I would be now. I mean, just in, in, in year over year, you know, we doubled, um, doubled our, our revenue. And it's just from just having that plan and, and being stuck to it and, and really sharpening that saw as well but really getting good at your craft because at the beginning I was just all over the freaking place. I was everybody's guy. I got you. I got you. And that is a terrible business model to think that you're a one size fits all kind of guy. Cause it, it's really not the best for your clients and it's not best for, for yourself. So I would definitely say those were the key things. CRM, simplifying your communication, also billing, <laughs> which I don't know important. we get into all that, but, right. but billing is <laughs> important. I don't know if anybody is crazy enough to, to bill in the rears uh, like I was, but um, <laughs> but all those little things, it's a bunch of little things that they add into something that can explode and cause mm. you to go out of business or be broke. You know, right. so it's like, you know, communication, it's accounts receivable, accounts payable, it's your CRM, it's your, what's your business model? And it's like all these little things and if you don't have all those little things ironed out, just like anybody's business, it's the little things that make up for the big things. So I know we're talking about pain points, but those were yeah. all my pain points that stretched across everything. And then once I simplified all that stuff, it's made my, my life and my business a, a lot better. How, how do you think, what would you say personally are areas where you had to grow, right? People come in, uh, you know, I talk about the skill set, mindset equation. I talk about taking because you you can have so when I talk about mindset often people get the wrong people get the wrong thinking when I when you say the word mindset people think about positive mindset or you know being focused or you know having a good attitude and all that stuff's great but when I talk about mindset I'm talking about mindset shaped by what your actual goal is or the mindset of what you need to be or what you need to do um, versus just I'm a positive guy. Oh, he's a super happy guy. He's got no money, but he's super unhappy, right? You know, he, he he's super upbeat, but, you know, all of these mm -hmm. other things are, are going. Where do you think you had to grow as a person to, to go through this process? And, you're, I mean, you're not finished. The business is still growing, but we're in a much different mm -hmm. – we're in a much different financial situation, a much different area than you were 18 months ago. So what would you think are some of the biggest kind of growth points for you where you really had to – now, folks, let me just be clear. Duran's like uh, all jacked up at, up at 4 a.m. And, and doing Orange Theory for drinking green drinks and all this other – I won't call it crap because I admire it. But he, he's, co Don't he's worry. committed. Right. He's committed. He's committed in that. So this isn't about a lack of discipline in, in many things. But where do you think it was a growth area for you over this kind of journey so far? But that's not fair because you took my answer <laughs> because that is the growth area is what you just laid it off because the first year I wasn't doing those things. Like mm. that routine, think about it. As an entrepreneur, you officially now do not have an actual boss. 
Like you are the boss. Your client's the boss, though, but yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. I said, but once you find out really quick, your client's actually the mm-hmm. boss. Yeah, he's the real boss. But it was the routine is what I had to grow in. I mean, literally to the time I go to bed, to the time I wake up, to what I do every single day from the morning until I go to sleep, it had to be strategic uh, to make sure that everything was getting taken care of. Because as you know, I've got a basketball team at home. You know, all right. the little minions running around. So my day, it kind of shifts between, you know, when it gets to 6 o'clock, it kind of shuts down. There's karate, there's basketballs, all this stuff. And then when it stops at 8, I have to pick up where I left off with business, whether I have to call a client back, whether I have to uh, run some campaigns or build some templates, whatever that is. And then by like 10, 1030, shut it off, go to bed, and then, and then hit it again. So the routine was huge. And then the other thing, and we talked about this here recently, but it's the pipeline management. And it sounds so simple. But if you, if you don't, as an entrepreneur, if we don't make sure that we take care of what's next, like what client is next, like who's in the pipeline next, that will absolutely kill your business and it will cause stress. Like it's caused me stress. Like, cause you get mm. so comfortable. You're like, mm, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm growing. Like Corey says, I'm sitting on the beach, you know, and all, all it takes is a one downturn in the economy or anything. And if you haven't been working your referrals, if you haven't been working your pipeline, and that's not just for entrepreneurs and sales in general, but that's right. something that I've had to grow in and just be like, dude, you can never get comfortable in this business because, you know, there, it, it could get taken away from you any second. You know, just, you know, leadership changes in a business that you're working with, a uh, client goes out of business, anything, or they get bought out. And so I'd say the two core things is having a really solid routine because if not, you know, you, you're going to think you run the world and then making sure that you have a steady, good uh, pop, pipeline and marketing plan. You know, we talk about CRM and, and having that, that automation and reaching out to people that has to stay in there. Um, very huge. And I would say the last thing I said too, but the third one definitely with social media, I've had to grow in because I'm, my, my wife has me hashtag is uh, hashtag non-social network Duran. And I've been that for the last decade until the beginning of last year. No joke. I, I never right. did any social media. That's why nobody really knows who I really, you know, who I am or that I was in the industry for a while because I stayed away from Facebook. Mm. I, I was the person that called it Facebook. And right. when life happened um, in December, the end of my first year, in business, as you can remember, uh, when the day after Christmas, I got a phone call. Dealership, like, dealership gave me the opportunity to either work for them or they were firing me. The day right. after Christmas, I'm bathing my babies. <laughs> like, right, right. Hey, either you're going to work with us or you're fired. I was like, dude, I got other clients. They're like, good, you're fired. I was like, can I get my check? Well, they were like, maybe. <laughs> and right. another company that I worked with when I got bought out by a major company out of Texas. So here I am. And so that's what kind of led into I was like, nobody knows who I am. I haven't been working my pipeline. And uh, that's when I started getting on social media at the beginning of 2019. But before then, I really didn't do it. So the three things would be routine, uh, working your pipeline, and having a branding and a social media presence were the, the biggest three areas I had to grow in. What would you say is a skill that you have today that you didn't have 18 months ago? So I didn't see that as one of the questions beforehand. So that's why we don't pre-script this. That's, you didn't see this for a question because it's not a, nobody knows the questions. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, wait, hold on. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, 
so repeat that question again. Said, for for those of you, he, Durant said that he was prepared. He he went back and listened to every episode of the podcast <laughs> and thought he was going to have these notes to know what I was going to ask and what type of questions and all this other stuff. And apparently he's in for a rude awakening right now. Yeah. So go ahead. Back to, back, to the, back to the answer. You had your time to stall. Okay. So, um, man, the skill set. Is there a skill that you have now? Is there just something? Is there a skill that you have now that you didn't have eighteen mm-hmm. months ago? Well, and, and because you've learned or because you've gone through this, you know, you've gone through the experiences. Is there just something now that you know how to do or have a greater understanding of that that you just didn't, you know, through your journey? I would say one of the biggest skill sets that I've, I've learned to grow within is getting the buy-in from my clients from every level, from top to bottom because mm. every area is different. So at the very beginning, I was really focused maybe on just one area. Like I was really focused, especially for my business, it was like just training. Like I'm going to train the fire out of some internet people. But right. as I grew, as, as I, as I learn, it's so much more. I mean, you got, and you know, there's, there's politics that go into this thing. Like you, yeah. you have to work and build relationships across all areas. And so what I've been able to do now is like, able to connect with somebody that is ground level that's having to do a lot of the work that I'm asking them to put in and then also connect with an owner or a dealer principal, the top of the client, you know, the, the one that's cutting the check and maintain that relationship, not just on a business level, but also on a personal level as well. So I would say that's the biggest thing. Cause at the very beginning I was doing a, I wasn't doing that great of a job. I just thought, Hey, if I just show them that I'm going to make their sales boom, we're good to go. But there's, it, there's more to it that goes into the scope of business. So I would say that was, that's probably been one of my biggest skill sets is how to maintain, you know, and, and work that relationship from top to bottom, but then it's different, you know, cause you don't talk to somebody on the ground level the same way that you're going to talk to somebody that's top level. And so being able to connect with all those areas has been, uh, has been great to, to see over the last two years. And from your perspective, thinking about this now, because one of the areas where I've challenged you, right, is is self-worth mm-hmm. and, you know, being paid with your worth scenario. And for a lot of coaches, consultants, trainers, people that are in that field, even even people pricing their product. I've gone through this with uh, our, our client, Pecan Jack's candy company, where, you know, I have challenged them in terms of raising prices and in terms of being a premium product and then and and charging as a premium product. Right. So in your world, you go in and do a good job. That could be tens of thousands of dollars a month in revenue opportunity for your clients, which are which can be hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of the year, year to year for a client. Right. How have yep. you had to. I know that I've challenged you in this area, but how have you had to mentally to, to how have you had to mentally and internally start dealing with the process of charging what you're worth? Because, you know, you could have been like, you know, we, we joked about it, but as well, I'm, I'll just send some consulting clients to you and just I'll, I'll charge what I charge and then pay you what you charge. And then I'll keep the, that's a business in itself. Like I'll just mark your product up and make you do all the work. Mm-hmm. 
So oh, to talk to people out there because people struggle with that. I struggled with it. I mean, again, I, I reckon, especially coaches, consultants, trainers, people of that nature, I recognize the signs because, you know, again, it's been well over a decade, but I lived through that of having to, to really mentally get your hands around it. So I wanted to know what your thoughts were about that evolution for yourself. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of it comes, too, from a lack of knowledge and research. So it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Before you st- take that leap, make sure you do your research, get your mentor, get your coach, because I hadn't done my research, so I didn't know. So I'm just out there just running all over the place. And it wasn't until I started doing some research and seeing, and I, and I told you one time, sitting at a client, and they're like, hey, we use this, you know, so-and-so, not going to say names, and there's an X amount of thousands, and they, you know, they're there every 90 days. And I told them, like, whoa, what? And, right. and, and and it was just because I had you. You're basically what you're. I mean, what to the audience? What he's saying is he was learning what some other people in his similar space were charging. Mm-hmm. That that yep. that clients were paying that was three times more than easy what you were charging easy. them. Yeah, easy and and, yeah. Do, and, and do, it, delivering less value. Not that the absolutely. not that their product or service was not valuable, but by way Correct. of manpower and. D- done with you as we call it uh you were mm-hmm. delivering more of that than they were receiving from the other company yes and so when when i did not do my research and then i wasn't really dialing in on the time invested and that's where you and i have talked about when you did that time exercise about dude, really write this down this is how long it's going to take you to get there this is how much time you're going to invest and then there's going to be client calls and there's coaching calls and so when you really dial that in and then then you assess, okay, what is my worth? And either whether right. you put that on hours or days or whatever, but that's what would help me. But at the beginning, I did not have that. And I just did not do my research and I did not assess the time. And then once I did that, then that's when it made it to where it was definitely more fair for not just my clients, but my, for myself. And it's a, it's a much easier business model than just like, you know, just taking a guess at what I'm worth every single time. It's like, now I know, okay, here's exactly what I'm worth because, and I've seen the results, you know, there's not a single client that I've worked with that's done exactly what I've asked them to do that has not substantially grown their business. So it becomes easier now because I've seen enough results to where I know exactly what I'm worth versus before you're kind of just like trying to make up for it because you're brand new. But now once you establish yourself and you keep up with your, with your wins and your losses, it becomes easier uh, to know your worth. So now you've had this evolution. You've gotten your butt kicked a little bit, right? Needless to, <laughs> yeah. right? Needless to say, if you hit the rewind button really, really quickly, right? What What are some of those things that first pop in your mind to say, hey, you know, I would have, yeah, I definitely should know what a W9 is, right? But, um, and listen, here's the funny thing about that story. Like, it wasn't even just not knowing what a W9 is. It's you booked work. You showed up to do the work. You did the work and and didn't even... I mean, like, oh, you know, I kind of need to get paid. And I remember, (laughs) I remember, I don't know if I told you this story, but I remember with our workshops and seminars, I remember a long time ago, some of our early ones, um, you know, you get caught in those situations. You want to be nice and all these other things. And somebody had had driven all the way up to our event, which was probably two hours away. Our event was in Atlantic City. And they had driven all the way up and and their client, their um, employer hadn't paid. And, mm-hmm. you know, the check didn't come and, the whole, you know, there was no stripe and all that stuff didn't exist. And you couldn't just whip out your, you know, swipe at that time. You know, that stuff wasn't around. 
And, you know, we weren't going to send them away. So after the event was over, of course, we, you know, reached back out to the employer who was just ignoring us. So two of my guys at the time got in the car. We were, our, our company was in the same state, got in the car and went to the client's location and said, hey, you, you know, you're, you didn't pay for this person. And I remember them telling me, he said, uh, well, we've already been. Why should I pay you now? <laughs> yep. And I just, you know, they they paid. Um, you know, I had a couple intimidating people go, but but like what what kind of mentality was that? You know, talk about some of those experiences. I mean, talk about some oh, about you know, talk about some of those experiences that at whatever level you want you want to share. More more so what happened, not what happened to you, but what lessons you learned and gleaned from some of your early uh, billing practices. Uh, yeah, Corey's being—he's being funny on this one because <laughs> he knows more than, than, uh, than what I need to share. But well, I mean, just what, what? Yeah, not. I mean, again, we're not—we don't have to get granular to the to the experiences. You know, it's funny because, and we talked about this before we before you came on. It's there, there's kind of like a. It's almost like a. Uh, a, a statue of limitations that people have to go through before they can really go deep and talk about certain things because it's it's raw to a certain extent now. Like, I, I, and when I was saying, you know, what we were joking about, it's like five years from now we come back and talk about this, then mm-hmm. then now you're going deep. You're like, I remember that guy and this thing happened to me, and I, you know, and, and but we kind of hold those experiences, you know. Like I remember being, in, I remember being at a, I remember being at a conference and running out of money, like not having enough money to be at the conference, like my credit card was like it was just enough for the hotel and like you know the hotel puts a little extra on where you were like you hope mm-hmm. they don't go over and I'm there and I and I remember and I don't even tell it like I've never even told the story before but I but I, I think it's important and I remember having to go and call my uncle and I remember having to call my uncle on the phone and say I'm down here at this conference and I'm just out of money and I'll never forget it I mean, it was, I mean, it's been 20 years. It's been, you know, whatever. But I remember, I remember him having the Western Union me money. I remember walking to the bodega place that had the Western Union and picking up the money. So, but you can't talk about those experiences a year after they happen. It, it, it has to be longer term. So, so when I ask you this question fundamentally, I'm saying, hey, you know, just what are some of the, what are some of the lessons you're learning now more so than the, Actual, here's what happened. Story that might be too, too, too raw in your mind right now. Uh, I don't, I don't mind sharing though. I mean, I mean, you got to manage that cash flow, and I and I wasn't doing the best of job of doing that because I'm thinking people are going to pay me like I'm paying my bills. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna send the invoice, and they're gonna take care of me the next ten days. And next thing you know, you got people that are ninety days behind, and now you're applying to be a bagger at Kroger at nighttime. <laughs> I mean, it's that serious. Because of not, once again, it goes back to that research. Like it, at the beginning, what should have been done? You know, and you used to always say that, like, Duran, what was on these contracts? Like, what, what, how did you set it up? Right. And it wasn't being done, meaning like, you know, having on a contract or an agreement, if we want to say a better word, agreement, saying that the billing is due on the fifth business day of every single month. And, and it's done ahead of time. And then we learned in the meeting that we had in Tampa, was it, that uh-huh. – 
I couldn't believe what you came to my mastermind, right? Every, you did the mastermind, yep. Yeah, mastermind. Everybody's doing annual contracts that are out there. And right. here I am signing everybody up month to month. And it's like, Corey's like, I told you. <laughs> right. um, not everybody's doing that crazy stuff. So it's really just having that research if, if, if from the beginning. I shouldn't have been setting everybody up on month to month, you know. But so let me so let me give you this pat. Let me give you this pass, right? Was this this is because I understand your thinking, right? Part of the thinking early on is I just need to get to yes as quickly as possible. Correct. Yeah. So if I remove every barrier, whether or not I know better or how it's going to hurt me in the long run, or the or because again, you do month to month, right? Guess what? Every month you're worried about. (laughs) Yep. But what you learn later on in business, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, but 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 you you were just like. I want to remove these barriers. Oh, I'll just go month to month. I just need to get in the door. I just need to get some revenue on the books. Now, that's yep. I'm not telling anybody. It's easy to pass judgment. Like in the speaking world, everybody's answer is just raise your fees, raise your fees, raise your fees. It's easy yep. to say that to somebody when you're not the one responsible for having to, to do it and execute on it, right? Like saying no to deals now is super tough to me, but – holding that line right in the, in the segment that I want to live in in terms of who I do business with and the type of business I do you know it's tough to just say no to business if it's is when you know it's not the right business for you 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 rationalize it but it's tough to do that so i'm not standing here high and mighty going you know you have to hold the line when you're starting out you you people are going to do what they have to do now you don't where you start doesn't mean you have to live there permanently and I think you like one of the things I'm glad to have had the opportunity to to have worked with you through this process because I think I worried that I think that you would still be in that and I'm not saying just because of me I'm not taking credit because you have to do the work every day but I'm making the point that to get out of that realm like you were going you were living there it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't, hey, I just took these deals real quick to get on and now I've learned my lesson. It was like, this is kind of where I was living. And then just figuring out at the end, once you got around to looking at your business, that that wasn't getting it done. And then Correct. having to, having to go, having to have that conversation with your family, having to look at your wife, having to have those conversations, because now you're in this situation where it's you, right? Sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember having that first call with you about that, and I was actually sitting at a at a dealership, you know, when uh, I called during a little break, and I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I said, all I know is I'm everywhere, and I'm there all freaking day long, and I don't even have time to sleep. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I said, and that's why I'm reaching out. I said, because I, I, I said, I'm just – I'm so focused all up in my business, but I was doing nothing on my business. So I was just I was kind of like blind to it. All I was focusing on was kind of what you said at the beginning, which was getting to that. Yes. Like, okay, I got business. I got business. I'm taking care of my family. We're good. But the model was absolutely horrible. It's nothing that could scale. It's nothing that could potentially help more people. And so uh, it's just one of those things of just not slowing down at the very beginning and really focusing on what is our true business model and what's the plan? What are we trying to accomplish and how can we help the most amount of people possible? When I lived in New Jersey, I used to uh, I befriended the guy in the local subway, and um, I would 
you know, get up in the morning and I would drive, drive in that direction um, to go to, to go to the company I was working for. And I would see his, he had a green Bronco outside. I see his Bronco outside. And then, you know, I was working retail. So, you know, for my retail people out there, you know, that it's usually dark out when your day ends and on my way home, I would see his Bronco out there. If I would go out and hang out with some friends and I'd go and, and it'd be later, even then work, it'd be 11, 12 o'clock at night. I'd drive by, see his truck out there. And what I quickly started to realize in my conversations with him is he wasn't really living the entrepreneurship dream as a subway owner. He bought himself a job and mm-hmm. Whatever he walked away from or whatever career change he had to become a quote-unquote business owner, he had not obviously achieved a systemization or a workflow in that business that allowed it to work without him being there at 8 a.m. when I was driving by or being there at midnight after the place is closed. And I think a lot of people miss the mark on that. The idea of, of a constant struggle, the idea of that idea, the idea that you can't go to sleep because you're overwhelmed by things that need to be done, right? And share with everybody, because you've had to grow through that, you had had to take on some some discipline. What's been the greatest mental change, the, t- the toughest mental aspect that you've had to deal with would you say during this process gosh man here you go again with these questions that was not on the list um so i would say man honestly sometimes as an entrepreneur and i think you you put this out this one time and i think it's in your book too but sometimes you get lonely i mean Mm. it can be dark and lonely sometimes because you don't have, you know, like my previous job, I had a team, you know, I had all these employees, you know, I'm working with, I had a boss that I'm reaching up to. And there's sometimes that you don't want to freaking work. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you don't want to get up at 4 a.m. There, and and right. you don't have a choice, but there's nobody really pushing you. Like you're on your own and it is dark. And so the solution to that is you have to constantly keep pouring great things into your mind. You got to be reading books. Uh, sharpening the stall. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of audio books. You've got to work out. But that, to me, has been one of the hardest things because previously, you know, you, you just call one of your, your teammates and say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you don't call clients to do that because there's a level, you know, to right. that. that. You don't have that personal business. And so that would probably be one of the things that, that has been difficult to overcome sometimes the last two years because it's a mental battle because sometimes and you said this to me so many times like dude, it would it would be so much easier right now to I, I get job offers weekly to just call uh, I'm not going to say their names but different companies that I go work for get that 401k up you know all the benefits it's it's so much easier to just work for the man and just be done with it but it's hard when you when you're doing it for yourself because there's there's certain times that you just want to say. And I'm not going to say the words, but you just want to just, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> Screw it. Screw I'm it. Done. I don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. And that's one of those things I think that from a mental standpoint is a, is a battle. And I think that's why a lot of people don't make it probably after a year or two years. I mean, statistics show is because eventually it's just like, is this even worth it anymore? Mm. Because you're dealing with so much crap sometimes. And you're just like, you know what? This would be so much easier if I just work for somebody else and my benefits. 40 hours a week, I'm getting reimbursed for the miles, you know, I'm, I'm good. And so 
that's one of those things that 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 is that can become challenging if you're uh if you're not in it all in or if you're not all in because right. there will be opportunities many of opportunities where people will show hey i got a shiny dollar over here come work over here got to take right. care of especially if you're good at what you're doing they definitely want you so then that way they can lessen their load of work <laughs> and you can work harder for them and make them rich that's what it's about well and listen the positive side here you know we're always going to end on a positive note that you know you have gone through that storm and are working through that process i it's probably fair to say you you're at least three four three to four times your business revenue than when you started mm-hmm. based on that so before we move into the trivia and the fun stuff um what's your advice somebody's listening to this right now and they're they're wondering if if it's their time. They're wondering if they you know should go after it. They're they're sitting on the fence. They're you know, or maybe they're in the thick of it right now, early on, and they're getting it, but uh, in a way that they did not anticipate because the internet told them it would be great, or the guy on YouTube told them it was going to be bit bam boom, and now they're finding it's not that way. What what advice would you share to them as someone who? is in Chicago and they're getting ready to leave New York in my analogy, right? You're just, mm-hmm. you're headed up on the drive. What, what information would you pass back? So I didn't have this in my notes in terms of a response to something like this, but this is something I'll just say off the Your cuff. notes. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got to have some notes, man. <laughs> make sure these people have a good podcast and make sure I you know, do a good job for you. But Drop your bomb. I, Drop I, your I, knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. If you're out there listening and, you, and you're, you're kind of questioning and you, you, you kind of got a good idea that you're ready to go, like you've done the research, because that's what I'm going to say what I would tell you to do. But always know that you can always typically go back. You know, like a lot of people don't realize that, but you can take that jump. And there's a lot of people that, that can easily go back to what they were doing before. So it, it's like we make it seem like this is huge risk, huge risk. But I mean, really, I mean, you jump out. If you make it work, hoorah. If you don't, you can always find another company to work for if you're good at what you're doing, you know? So that's how, you know, if you're good, you, you always have something you can fall back on. But, but what I would say to those that are you're on the fence or that are out there in it is once again, do your research, you know, make sure that you have a plan. And I thought that was silly at the beginning. Like, oh, I don't need no plan. I'll just go out here and hustle. No, it doesn't work that way, dude. You, you got to have a freaking plan. It's got to be down to, if you can explain what you do within a minute or two, then you've got to narrow down. But if it takes you an hour, then you got problems. You know, like if you're all over the place, and that's kind of where I felt I was at the very beginning until I got some help. Uh, and definitely uh, getting your know, mentor, business coach. And it's not just to put a plug in for Corey, but if I didn't have that, I guarantee I would be out of business now because I was just running mm-hmm. out there like just a dog chasing a, a ball. But you, you've got to have something because once again, if you're working for a corporation right now, unless you're the CEO, more than likely you have somebody that's helping you do your job. And what happens mm-hmm. is as entrepreneurs, we jump out there and we think mm-hmm. that we can do it all on our own, but we've okay. always had that coach there. And if you don't have it, if you can make it without that, then, then you're that, that one percenter. But um, right. most of us, if you don't have that coach, uh, you, you're going to struggle. And then making sure that the last thing is make sure that you have that routine and I, once again, have that written down. So you've got your business plan, you've got your coach, your mentor, somebody that's going to help you. And then the last thing, making sure that you have a good routine. Like what does your day look like? Like my, every single day that I have is scheduled down to a T in my calendar, all the way mm. to my family life, my personal life, everything is, is on there. And it's tied to, I got freaking Google calendars. 
iCloud, Outlook, Slack, <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> and I've combined everything to simplify my life. But um, you, you've got to have everything planned out. Um, and, I, and I think those, those, that would be the tips that, that I would give anybody out there. Awesome. I love it. Man, that, that that was good stuff. And listen, you know, sharing, everybody's not just an open book. So I think really talking about those struggles and, and, and those situations is super important and super encouraging to people. But now that we've done that, we've cried it out, we've toughed it out, we're going to talk entrepreneurship rapid fire okay we're at the part oh, of the buddy. show where i'm gonna get <laughs> where, something, I'm prepared for. <laughs> something i'm prepared for unless i change them um we're gonna <laughs> this is the part of the show where we just give some people some insights into how you tick and function as an entrepreneur so you're just gonna give me the first thing that comes to your head and we'll go from there are you ready yes sir all right pc or mac got it written down mac I got it written down. <laughs> I'm typing <laughs> my notes. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite credit card for small business? Amex. Physical planner or digital planner? I missed that one. Um, digital planner. Digital planner. What's your favorite software right now to manage your business? Uh, keep buying Fusionsoft. Starbucks, Dunkin', or other? Starbucks, 100%. When it comes to thanking people, are you thank you card or thank you email? I'm thank you video. Thank Ooh, you video. Yeah. Okay, like that. Yeah, thank you video email. Yeah, I, I love to send video emails. Nice. When it comes to reading and learning, hardcover book, tablet, or audiobook? Audiobook, 100%. What's your next big goal? Ooh, man, I missed that one too. Uh, next big one would be to, to to double the revenue again. I mean, why not? I mean, we did it pretty much year over year. So let's go after that, and then uh, and dive into some other opportunities. Getting into twenty twenty one. If you could have one day with any mentor, who would that person be? All right. So this one, I'm gonna split it in half if you allow me. Eric Thomas and Obama. I said it before you cut me off. I'm gonna split it in half. <laughs> I want half Eric Thomas, the EP hip hop preacher, and I want okay. half Obama. If I uh, put them in two, <laughs> but if it had to be one or the other, it what was, what uh, what I'd, I'd like to be the president. Uh, what what a complete um, what a complete change of energy, right? To go from that one to go from one room like the room with Eric Thomas to go into the room with Obama. What a complete change of energy, right? That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Somebody yelling at you as ex person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. All right. Final segment today. Final segment. This is our entrepreneurship trivia segment. You got a 33% chance to get it right. So that's good news, right? But I'm going to um, I'm gonna let me pick a question for you right now from my trivia page. And let's see how you do with it. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Who said the following? You have to do what you dream of doing. Even while you're afraid, here are your options. Sarah Blakely, Ariana Huffington, or Lori Grenier. Sarah Blakely founded Spanx, if you didn't know who that name is. Oh, yeah, I know who she is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm not going to Google it, so I'm hands-free. I'm going to okay. go with Lori. Lori Grenier from Shark Tank? Mm-hmm. Final answer? Yes, sir. Okay. Well... Your answer is wrong, but I do appreciate oh. you. 
hesitation. I was like, I knew it. I knew Lauren from Shark Tank. I, I, did, I knew. I know that you were of, of this whole process. I knew you were hoping to be in that elite group of people who get the trivia question right, but you did not make it today, unfortunately. The correct answer was B, Ariana Huffington. Mm. Now, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'll tell you, you what. told me to cut off my be- finger, I would have thought I would have got that one right. Honestly, I, I tell you. I was like, Lori's well, listen, the only one that would say that. Because you're a client. I'm going to give you a t- uh, option to redeem yourself. I don't do this that often, but I'm going to give mm-hmm. you a new question. I'm going to give you a second shot at whether doubling down on your loss or double or nothing. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> or you're evening it out. All right. Who said the following? Obstacles don't stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. Here are your options. And it's a sports person so i'm really trying to give you opportunity here a kareem abdul jabbar king of the skyhook b michael jordan or c larry bird i look something david goggins would have said uh <laughs> i'm gonna go with michael jordan b michael jordan is that your final answer double or nothing okay that is correct <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, baby. So, so you have redeemed yourself. Donate, I don't mind. <laughs> no, no, you don't have. Good. We don't do the. Do- yeah, we don't do that anymore. So you're good. See, <laughs> you were you were all prepared, but uh, we was. just played for fun. I was like, go ahead and hit that card. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was I Larry it. Bird. I knew Kareem wasn't going to say that, but I was like, Larry Bird or MJ. <laughs> Well, you That's got good. it right. So, so you so you leave the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast a winner. Awesome. My arms are up right now, even though they can't see us on. We're not on video, but so, thank you. <laughs> so, so listen. Before we close out, um, you know, I know we well, obviously we have a very diverse audience. I mean, you're in in a particular field, so maybe people aren't calling you to do business, but people want to follow you and this gang of kids that you have. Is Instagram stories are hilarious um, with his kids and doing math. How you, how old are your kids? What's the age range? I uh, all right, eleven. Yep. One of them seven. Yep. One of them's about to be five, so I guess she's four. And the other okay. one just turned three. So 11, yeah, 7, so 11, four, 7 and 4, 3. three. You, you got to you, – you, if nothing else, follow this guy on Instagram. Follow some of his social media. He, he cooks for the kids. He's packing meals. He's doing right. Common Core math and, <laughs> and getting the splat points on at Orange Theory. Duran, how do people contact you on social media? Yeah, so just, uh, just uh, Duran Cage. It's D-U-R-R-A-N. C A G E, and if you just Google that, or you know, Facebook, there's only one of me. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, Duran Cage, and uh, yeah, just reach out if I can help in any kind of way. Just let me know. Also, Ben, why I really appreciate you joining the show today. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate you having me. And if you want tips, tactics, and strategies to build your business, well, you've got to be on my email list. Head on over to CoreyMosley.com and get signed up today. Also. I don't know what you're listening to this on. You could be listening from my website. You could be streaming. We're up to 17, 18 different stream sources, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever it is. Make sure you subscribe to it so you know when all of our latest episodes drop. Love your reviews and welcome your comments. Listen, I want to thank you as always for tuning in. This has been another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm Corey Mosley, and I'll see you next week. 